You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. On this episode of Cheesehead Radio. The Packers hope to drive 55 with Sammy. As their exclusive rights free agents sign contracts. We start doling out our draft predictions. And break down all of Goody's off-season edition. Four quarters of Packers Talk. Right here on Cheesehead Radio. Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. Believe it or not, this is our 13th season of Cheesehead Radio. CD and Kelly were still in diapers when we started. And speaking of the same, our esteemed hosts tonight are Kelly Hodgson, known as That Packer Girl on Twitter. C.D. Angeli of Packers Talk, known as Tundra Vision on Twitter. And lastly, little old me of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV. Find me at JerseyAlGBP on Twitter. That's it for the usual preliminaries. Let's get this show on the road. All right. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, what? Hey, what? Did you hear the the good news? Packers signed a wide receiver that will replace Devontae Adams. Oh, this is great. Who was it? Um, I can't, I'm trying to find his name. Was it OBJ? Was it OBJ? Uh, nope. No, I don't no. think so. Uh, let's see. Second coming of Randy Moss? Um, God. No. 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 Oh. oh, hang on. Here it is. Sammy Watkins. Ah. Uh. Sammy Watkins, yes. Hey. I'm not Ooh, sure that's in the same tier as as Devontae Adams. Is that the same? What tier would you put him in? <laughs> the lower tier. <laughs> the lower tier. The bargain basement tier. Bottom shelf. I, I believe one year, a year or two ago when I was playing fantasy football, I remember having Sammy Watkins on my roster a few weeks and <laughs> then not being on my roster after that. So it's not like, you know, I've never heard of him or he has no value. Well, he was worth $1 in the league, but um, yeah. So Sammy Watkins, former Kansas city chief now signed on to be the veteran wide receiver alongside Randall Cobb on the Packers roster. What do you guys think? Well, I'm as excited as Aaron Rodgers is evidently. So, so Aaron, he, this is how he lets everybody know that he's excited about the signing, which were his words. He sends a text to Pat McAfee and Pat McAfee reads it on the air. So McAfee is now his spokesperson, I guess. I don't know what you would what, what you want to call him. His uh, voice box. What's the word I'm looking for? Mouthpiece. Mouthpiece. That's thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Larynx. Never mind. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's excited. So we should be excited, right? No, hooray! No, that was it. Well, Well, on the bright side, but you described it right, though. He's like, oh, he's bottom shelf. It's like you've got Devontae Adams, which is like like a top shelf liquor, you know, like a like a Grey Goose or a really nice Scotch. Sammy Watkins is down there with the the boozes that start with with a Mister in front of it. (laughs) 
or a doctor in front of it or something. Mr. Boston or whatever that like generic stuff is. Mr. Boston. It gets that. it gets the work done, but it isn't too classy. Clearly, we now know where uh, Kelly does her shopping. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I, I was what her drink of choice is. I was a yeah. bartender in college. Never heard of Mr. Boston. Uh, Interesting. It's like the cheap stuff. Uh, apparently. I get it. So. Sammy Watkins. Speaking of cheap stuff. Yes, it is rather, rather cheap. He he comes in on a one-year deal, which I think is great. A one-year deal is great because with all of these contracts, the Packers have signed these veterans to these huge backloaded, spread out the signing bonus, you know, for even a year after, after they retire. Even after they're dead. <laughs> yes. One-year deal, $1.85 millions, which I believe it says only the, the, um, Roster bonus is actually guaranteed. So this is a really good deal. And I'm trying to figure out why Sammy Watkins would even agree to this. You know, Nobody else would sign him? That, that was the first first question I had. <laughs> like, wow, he and his agent actually like this? But, I mean, it is full of incentives. He can make $4 million if he hits all these incentives, right? And there's a lot of them. Playtime incentives, catches incentives, yards incentives, touchdowns incentives, you know? Uh He's not going to be pretty tough for him to make the $4 million. He'd have to have like a all-pro year, I think, to hit all those incentives. I mean, he would have to play 65% of the time, catch 70 passes, at least 700 yards, and score nine TDs to collect all the maximum incentives. Well, I think we would take that, like- right? <laughs> So it's a lot like a JV player that's getting called up to varsity. You're like, well, if you play so many games with so many minutes in each game, you might be able to get a letter. Okay. This is this is seriously. Is this is what it's it is? It's like we're gonna give you we're gonna put you on a JV squad, and we'll pay you big time bucks if you play like a varsity player. Yeah. So I mean, it's a great deal for the Packers, regardless of whether you know you're um, excited about him or not. I mean, he can be a good wide receiver when he's healthy. Uh, and evidently, according to, I think it was PFF, he was the highest rated blocking wide receiver last Ooh, year. Right? That, that's intriguing. Higher than Alan Lazard, which I didn't, I had no idea. I had no idea that he could even block anything. So that's actually very interesting, I found. But you, you look at it, the only thing that's guaranteed is his signing bonus. So even if they cut him, we're not taking a huge hit on the salary cap. Yeah, even absolutely if, not. if they decide he doesn't, you know, we cut him, he did, he's not worth it, or he's not doing anything in camp. All right, so it costs us 350 k That's it. So he, essentially, he's just a camp body at this point. And if he makes a cut, great. If not, there's really no downside to this, this contract for the Packers. Yeah, there really isn't. And obviously, there's a ton of upside to Sammy Watkins to go out and play really good football, right? Because that's how he's going to make his money. So we'll see. We, you know, we can only hope that it all works out for both sides. And to a degree, I think they're bringing him in. Yes, you know that that bit you said about the uh, top-rated blocking wide receiver. I didn't know, but it seems to me like he, he's being brought in somewhat to replace MVS as, I guess, being someone who can get down the field a bit and and you know stretch the field a little bit. That's what they're looking. Only problem is is that he has a little trouble staying healthy. Yeah, it's a little bit of an issue. Right. I mean, because when you were saying that, Al, you are saying, oh, he only has to play 65% of the snaps. I said, well, it shouldn't be that hard if he's a starter. And 70 catches, well, yeah, that's a good season. But, I mean, Cripe Sterling Sharp had 100 catches years ago. I mean, that's 70 catches is a very good season. But 
seven hundred yards. It's not even a thousand. But yeah, if the guy is only playing ten games, eleven games a season, it's gonna it is gonna be harder to get to those uh, those high water marks. And that's why you see one of the things they added in was a per game roster bonus. They know he yeah injury prone. So it's right. like you're not you're not hurt. We'll we'll reward you. He reminds me of and for you young listeners, you won't remember this. Reminds Terry Kemp? Me, no, Terry Glenn. Oh, yeah. Terry Glenn came in so like, you know, like oh, big veteran presence. Yeah, you know, he's really good with the Patriots. That was, you know, and then like he'd come in, he'd have this great first quarter, you know, catch a couple passes. Oh, this is great, Terry Glenn. Then he'd get hurt and he'd be or you know, or he'd crumpled. get a migraine. I think wasn't he yep. one that was migraines. prone to migraines? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Crumpled up on the field and they'd pick him up with tweezers and take him off and he'd be out for like three games. Then he'd come back and oh, Terry Glenn is back. Yay! Catches a pass. You know, crumples on the field again, and he's out for another three games. And finally, we gave up on that experiment. So, I hope that's not what happens with Sammy Watkins. But you know, looking at his injury history, I, I sure don't want to see it repeat. But yeah, that's just that's just the feeling I got. <laughs> I I wonder it's if I wouldn't be surprised if he's off the roster come September. I think he's a camp body, honestly. Really, I don't mm. believe that. Really? Yeah, I don't either. No, I don't think you're bringing a veteran like that, especially with with as depleted as they are at wide receiver right now. I mean, we can't really count on Randall Cobb to step in as a number one. We can't really count on Alan Lazard right now to step in as a number one. We can't really count on uh, a first round draft choice, right, to step in as a number one. So you know, it's really wide receiver by committee, and I think you know having two crafty veterans who may struggle to gain separation, but then, you know, a tall guy like Lazard and, um, you know, speedy guy like Amari Rogers, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully someone will get open. Hopefully. Yeah. So, I, yeah, so I, I don't, you know, unless the Packers and unless the Packers really draft up to get, you know, if they move up in the draft to get one of those two top guys at wide receiver, uh, maybe the top four, I don't know if anyone they draft is really going to be as much of a starter as Amari Rogers was last year. So yeah, I, I think they need him. I think the, I think Watkins is on the team now. Whether he's a number one, a number two, a number three, number four is yet to be seen. But I I can't see him not on the roster. And that'll bring us to the end of the first quarter. A yep. win, there, a push. There's, what there's more it? than five seconds of silence. It's the end of the quarter. Um, I I don't know for the Packers. If you're a Packer fan, I'm I don't calling it a win. Loss. Yeah, that, yeah, that's I'm a calling win. it a win. Yeah. And we need wins right now. Even if they're small wins, a win's a win. <laughs> so moving on to the second quarter, OTA is starting up. We have signed six of our exclusive rights-free agents. Uh, some of them are pretty good players for us. Uh, yeah. Let's go through them and uh, see what we think we're going to go. First of all, thumbs up, thumbs down, Chris Barnes, linebacker. What do you guys think? Yeah. Until something better comes along, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's a he was a starter all last year, last two two years. He and Campbell made a decent pair. Uh, he's he's you know, if if they didn't bring him back, well, who's the other linebacker? Exactly, Some, that's why somebody did have to draft. Nobody. So I think he I think he's a rather important on on this list of their exclusive rights free agents. So if you really think about it, guys, this helps the Packers bring back once again almost their entire defensive squad from last year. Chris Barnes in there at inside linebacker along with uh, Devondre. It's, it's, it's okay. That's a good move. And cheap. 
Exactly. Which is a, it's an important factor in every move the Packers make this year. If possible, do it cheap. We are now at the point where the salary cap is searching the couch cushions for loot. Drink. Okay, moving on. Next one. Right. Well, you haven't said that one in a while. So yeah, I haven't said that, that one again. in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, but it's I an old favorite for sure. Didn't think I was going to get that one on my uh, Kelly bingo card. But anyway. Uh, tight next, end, next player. Dominique Daphne. Dominique Daphne. Uh, always makes me think of Scooby-Doo every time I hear that last name. <laughs> but uh, well, Daphne had a couple moments here, there. Not, not some. He got some run, right? He got some run. Uh, did some decent things as a blocker. Had a couple of nice games where he made a couple of big blocks in the run game. Um, so it was kind of like a, a compliment as a run blocker to Mercedes Lewis. Perhaps when Lewis needed a bit of a break, being the senior citizen that he is, or whatever, <laughs> uh, Daphne took over and did a decent job. Uh, and I think he scored a touchdown also, right? He did. I believe he did. Oh, one touchdown pass. Yeah. So, so he's the, he's the insurance policy and special teamer, right? Special teamer. So this is a, a nice depth move for one year for cheap. Moving on center, Jake Hansen. Well, not a lot to say about Jake Hansen. Crickets. Uh, I think he, he was probably <laughs> last on the OL depth chart, he was probably, however many they kept, whether it was 9 or 10 or 11, he was number 9 or 10 or 11. <laughs> uh, because you know, He had some versatility. He could play center and or guard, and he did get uh, a little bit of run at both, both um, positions when some people had to miss a series or two. So he's purely depth. You know, they're probably going to bring in some new interior offensive linemen, which may or may not displace him. So if that doesn't happen, they brought him back uh, for not much money and he's, he'll resume his depth role. But there's a, there's a decent chance that maybe he's not on the roster, that somebody supplants him. I would not be surprised. But next up is the bargain basement absolute score of the postseason. Bringing back Yash Nyman. The postseason? Postseason, whatever. At the off season. Off season. Oh, okay. Okay. April. Now. Now. <laughs> okay. After. The, I was like, um, they didn't play him in the postseason. That's a no, point. No, they should have. That's that a very annoying problem. point. Exactly. So you meant to say the post postseason. So April. Off season. Okay. So for eight, the OTAs. Um, this is like the absolute bargain steal because I honestly think as Bakhtiari starts to head into the final couple seasons of his his career because the back nine of his career getting, back nine of his career before we set him up to pasture or whatever they do with old old uh, tackles um yash nyman i think could eventually become a starter i 100 percent good agree. enough to be one now actually I mean, yeah. and we've got him for dirt cheap the thing is he won't be cheap next year exactly so when he's actually started it'll be expensive so but once again you're looking at you're looking to create a roster that apparently quote unquote we're having another last dance this year and you <laughs> say and that you got, again you got another then you got drink you know, okay i think i thought we were going to make it through the show no, that i wanted i wanted to hear the same voice again <laughs> no i can't i can't do it again got to be in the moment but uh you know and you got 50% of your salary cap tied up in four players You've got to start bringing in guys like this to fill out the rest of your roster. And when you're bringing in guys on first contracts or, you know, coming in as a exclusive rights free agent 
to fill out the rest of the roster. And some of those guys are Chris Barnes and Yash Nyman. All of those are steals. Those are huge, huge things for us to make up the roster yeah. this year. Not quite as important as outside linebacker Randy Ramsey. Yeah. Was hurt most of the year, right? Right. And um, seems so if we cut him in, cut him in a, camp, who cares? Good special teams player. You know, he's a good special teams player. That's probably where his value is mostly at this point. How do we evaluate anyone being a good special teams player given how our special teams did last year? There were I mean, players yeah, that did not I mean, suck. technically, everyone was a really bad special teams player last year, right? <laughs> you could look at it that way if you like to. If but you want to take with... the purely negative view. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to read the teams then. Our new, Uh-oh. and I'm blanking, up, blanking on his name, the new Drink. special teams coordinator. Versace. Thank you. Has faith in him. That says a lot because he's cleaning house left and right. Okay, and lastly, we have wide receiver Malik Taylor. What do we think about him? Well, he had he had moments where he was decent, but I think he was one of our players in the playoffs against San Francisco that had some struggles, wasn't he? He's definitely a solid number five, yeah, on the but, depth chart. What's in, What's interesting? Sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. What's interesting I found about Malik Taylor. I mean, he. He was a, a key special teams guy. Again, now you're going to say the same thing. <laughs> you know, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> no, but he he was on a lot of special teams uh, units. But the interesting thing is they really kind of ignored him as a wide receiver. He caught two passes all year, being pretty much active all year, while Juwan Winfrey, who came in later in the year, was caught, ended up catching eight or nine passes from Rodgers. So it's, I don't know if we're going to say that Rodgers preferred throwing to Winfrey or, or what the deal was, or they thought they could scheme better routes for, for Jawan Winfrey. So I don't know what to make of Malik Taylor. I don't know if he has much value or if the Packers think he has value as a wide receiver. I don't know. Winfrey was kind of a preseason sweetheart, as I recall, too. And right. He kind of got. Well, he had a good camp. He had a very, very good, good training camp. camp, but went to the practice squad. You know, right. He didn't make the team. But then at some point, he got called up to the roster. And, you know, he actually got some opportunities from Rodgers a couple of games when, when uh, they were down a few wide receivers. And Taylor did not, which surprised me. The very fact, once again, that we're going to bring back Malik Taylor and say, well, he's already penciled in as our number five. Yes, that is a statement on the state of our wide receiver core, because as as great as it is to have him, if the Packers do end up investing a first round draft pick in a wide receiver, Malik Taylor may be gone. Yeah, it it wouldn't be a huge loss at that. True. Well, that's not nice. That was kind but of... it's but that's but that's football <laughs> though because you were like wait he was playing in the playoff I'm like yeah I guess he was there I mean other than special teams I didn't really notice him on the field and and it sounds really kind of mean and cold but yes. like you said he was kind of a non entity in the offense really heartless actually very much so totally heartless <laughs> yeah, he has he has hey, parents you know what? Cold, of the three of cold, us, I could cut people faster than any of you because cold it's Will All right. Sacrifice, sacrifice my love. Yeah. That's it. Hey, speaking of bad. So that'll take us to the end of the second quarter. I think uh, you bring in Chris Barnes, Yash Nyman, 
Dominic Daphne. All Those are the three wins. Prices. I think we're we're doing okay, and everything else is insurance. So we got two wins so far going into halftime. I think so. Our third quarter. Hey, there's this NFL draft coming up in what eight days? Is that right? Eight oh, days. Oh boy! Wow. So Al, is it? It's kind of like well, your busy season. So have you rested since everything came out? <laughs> You know, I, I've kind of turned my brain off for the last week. I, you know, I come down after dinner and I actually sit on the couch and I actually watch TV a few times without writing or editing or doing anything. And I got totally bored with myself. I'm like, oh my God, I got to find something to do. <laughs> so as much as I was complaining about how much I had to do, I didn't like not having anything to do. So in any case, I my brain is rested, without a doubt. The draft guide is out. The sales are going great. Really, I mean, really going great. Uh, so it's going to be a huge success for us, which is great. Um, but, you know, by the time you hear this, the draft will be seven days away because you'll be hearing <laughs> this on a Thursday, I believe, right? Right. Uh, we're recording on a Wednesday, but... So next week, uh, what we plan to do is some specific player predictions. Who exactly the Packers are going to draft, with at least for their first four picks, I'm going to say, right? The first two rounds, those are the easy ones. This week, however, what we're going to do is just kind of predict the positions we think they'll take with those first four picks. So why don't we just kind of go around the horn? I mean, they have picks number 22. 28, 53, and 59, right, in the first two rounds. So who would like to go first? So let's just preface this, that Al has eat, breathed, and completely lived the draft for the past couple months. And CD and I, we're we're just going to take a stab at it. It's okay. This is the easy part. Just pick a position, not even asking you for a player. Um, Pick 22. Next week, you have to do your homework for, for next week. So I'm giving you a week. Okay, CD, why don't you go first? She's going to do homework right yeah, now. Yeah, she'll quickly no, do homework No, I'm not doing homework right now. I'm just I know, I know. I... You're totally not. Um... No, no, of course not. We <laughs> get tappity, it. Yeah, tappity, we understand. Tappity, tappity. <laughs> we so... understand. Okay, if you, okay, so if you don't want me to do homework, I'm going to go bold. We're gonna take so you are going to do homework. No, I'm not going to do homework. You're going to take 22 and but 28 what? and draft up to at least 15 and above. Really? Hey. Yes. Okay. That's a, We're going to try enough. to get a better wide receiver. Okay. Two, you know, two draft picks. Try to get something better. So you're saying they're going to they're going to um, trade their first two, move up to pick a wide receiver. Okay. There we then go. what are what are they going to do with their two second round picks? Um, position wise, just position wise. I, I think a wide receiver and a tackle. So you're going two wide receivers and a tackle with their first three picks, and which included a trade. All right. Let's write this down. Trade, two wide receivers, and a tackle. Okay, CD? Well, I hate to sound similar to Kelly here, but that's something actually I've been tweeting about for quite some time, just going through a lot of the mock drafts. Similar. I'm actually sort of well, excited Well, that's where she got year. it from. I did it not get it from him. Come on. <laughs> but How dare you? <laughs> you know... I totally you, came up with this idea myself. Sure. But do you yeah. remember I was I was very excited about the idea of trading away a lot of players last year. So I'm saying, isn't this exciting to have a draft capital? It'd be great to have some weapons. And yeah, we trade away um, Devontae Adams and suddenly we're looking at, you know, two picks, even if they're late picks in the first round and two picks in the second round, you do have some ability 
for Gutekunst to do what he wants to do. And that can be moving up or moving back. It's putting yourself in position to get the guys you want at the places you can get them. So to me, there there's an excitement about having that extra draft capital because you can do that. Now, if I'm targeting someone, it's going to be one of those top four wide receivers. And you're looking at Jamison Williams, uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, you're looking at Drake London and Chris. Is it? Ol- I don't know if it's Olave or Olave. Olave. O- yeah. Olave. Right. Now, the chances are all four of these guys may well be gone by the time they get to 22. And and if that happens, you know, that's where you're starting to hear names like Sky Moore or, or George Pickens. Not that they're going to be bad picks, not that they're not going to be great contributors, but you know those top four are probably going to be able to step in and be contributors right away. So for me, kind of like Kelly, and I guess, you know, I'm particularly all – excited for a guy like you know garrett wilson you know if this guy makes it past 10 if he's still on the board you know you really got to think about moving up to get him because this guy is he's the next Devonte adams he you know he's the guy that can be there do you want to take, take a chance maybe on a guy like garrett wilson or drake london both coming off the acl injuries maybe now you only have to trade up maybe to 14 15 to get them chris uh Olay, olav Olave, well, you know, this guy. Could no one's going to get that reference either because you're old. No. Yeah, I know. So once again, well, now I got bad uh, songs in my head again. Thanks, CD. Yeah. <laughs> you're just supposed to give us positions. <laughs> I'm saying Not they bad, should trade like, up to get a but, but I do think if they don't get one of those top four, I think that they now have the flexibility to trade back and probably still get a guy like Sky Moore. Uh, possibly at 28, 29, 30, but now you get yourself a little more, uh, uh, a little more bang for your buck too. I think they're going to take a guy like Bernard Raymond, a tackle. They can probably get him in the second Ooh, round. We're not supposed to be doing players. I know, but I'm just. That's next that week. Hey, just tell me, rules. what are they going to do with these four picks? Okay. Are you I, I, trade back? What are they going to do? If I if I'm doing it. I'm trading probably two of those picks, if not three, and going up to get a wide receiver in the so top. You're, so you're also trading up. I would trade Absolutely. up hard to get one. To Go get high one or guys. stay home. Will Gutekunst right. do it? No, he will not. So, but that's what two I would do. He might. Two, he might though. So I then, don't what think about the blow three? Then, what about the second round pick? I think the second round picks. You're going to get that tackle, and I think you're going to get. Um, it, possibly an edge rusher is what you'll probably end up seeing. Okay. See, that wasn't so hard, was it? No. Yes, it no. was. Well, you made it hard. It was but... totally hard. Yes. But the funny thing is I haven't thought about a draft like this in years because we're picking at 28 every year. All right, well, 29 next... or 30. This is exciting to actually have next... some uh, capital. I mean, it's next... exciting to say here's what you can do. I get it. Meanwhile, CD's fancying himself Kevin Costner, like trading up, trading down, and getting exactly who he wants. Uh, I was trying to go easy on you guys this week, but okay, you're all going home. All right, What's well, you impress us. Dude, there, th- seriously, Rocco. this is the first. This is the first time in years that they've got this much capital. That's like, hey, we can go spend it and get what we want. All right, so my prediction: I feel kind of like you guys that by the time 22 comes around, those top four wide receivers will have been gone. However, I don't think that they're going to try to trade up to grab one of those guys. I think they're going to wait till 22 and take their best player of value at that 
that that uh, slot, and I think it's going to be a defensive lineman. I think wow. one of the big three defensive linemen, uh, Walker, uh, Jordan Davis. Wait, uh, we said Wyatt. no names. We said no names. You're right. No, you're right. Sorry. You see, you got me off track. I think one of those guys will <laughs> fall to 22. That was the side fault. All right. So <laughs> you did. Well, not you, CD. So anyway, I think they're going to take a defense. They're going to end up taking a defensive lineman. At 28 is when they will pick their, their wide receiver. The, their, they can probably get the best player out of the next group of wide receivers at that point. So whoever that ends up being, that's what they'll do. I think with uh, the th- uh, second round pick number 53, I think that's a really good spot to look for a safety, which you know is kind of looking a year in advance, but they're going to have to – do something probably a year in advance at safety. And then finally at 59, probably like uh, I think all of you, well, no, not the order, but I think they're going to look for their offensive tackle at number 59. So those are my picks. All right. All right. So we shall see who is right. And next week you can do your homework. You can talk about every freaking player in the world you want to. I will talk time. about every freaking player I want to. Next All right. You Kelly, do your homework. I'll, you know what? I've gotten it right in the past. Unfortunately, it was haha Clinton Dix, but I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Third quarter. We're going to call that a win, uh, mainly because we're smarter than Al thought we were. We're going to move on to we're the fourth totally quarter. We're totally smarter than he thought we were. <laughs> yes. Not a lot of faith in us. Um, when it comes to the draft, no, you're right. Okay, and, I, I, I and history is the reason why. <laughs> you're right. It, like we really haven't been paying that much. All right. Anyway. All right. So let's go through. We got a couple. Uh, fourth quarter. We got a couple more uh, free agents. People have been signed to the Packers. Sammy Watkins is already one player we've talked about. We got a couple others. Uh, let's get a little depth. How well are these guys going to impact this team? Obviously, once again. As I mentioned earlier, Packers have a lot of their cap space tied up in a few guys. Got to pick up guys, whether they be some veterans or free agents or whatever, that come in at a minimal salary to help round up this roster. Jaron Reed is one of those players. Al? Jaron Reed. Well, actually, what we were going to do is compare the four and and uh, kind of think who's going to have, who we think will have the biggest impact. So let's just list the four anyway. Get okay. that out of the way. So Jaron Reed. Pat O'Donnell, Sammy Watkins, and Keyshawn Nixon. Keyshawn. Sean Nixon. You don't spell it like the old Keyshawn. No, different. Right? You see that? This is like but the it, Gaelic version, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> but I do believe it's Keyshawn. Right. So we have those four. Reed, O'Donnell, Watkins, Nixon. The question is, who's going to have the biggest impact next year for the Packers? So uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, go would first. you? I will. All right, so we'll take him one at a time. Now, I'm really not sure how to pronounce his first name. Is it Jaron or Jaron? Does anybody know for sure? Jaron Reed? I'm going to say Jaron Reed. I think it's Jaron Reed. And hope that I'm right. Okay. So here's a guy who actually played pretty well down the stretch there for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's sure to be an improvement over Tyler Lancaster, right, um, who I think is still out there in, in case they need somebody in case of emergency. But uh, so I, I think he will get his snaps. He'll be a nice rotational player. You'll see him, uh, Lowry, 
and uh, and uh, why am I drawing a blank? Kenny Clark, the three of them. How did rotating. you forget Kenny yeah, Clark? Yeah, I, I know. Well, it's called old age, okay? You know the answer to that. Things don't always come to you immediately. So anyway, those three are going to be a nice defensive line rotation uh, with Slayton getting some snaps in there as well to give the veterans a rest. So I think he's going to have a nice impact on the defensive line. Pat Aldonado, I think, will be overall a nice improvement in the punting game. You know, the, the reason that Basaccia said he wanted him and he did say that he wanted him was his ability, well, two things. One, his ability to punt in the cold weather, which he has proven over many years. Uh, which Bajorquez could not do. Could not do, right? And his holding ability, which also Bajorquez could not do. Two very important things, you know. If, if the holding ability gets uh, Mason Crosby back on the right track and that whole operation going, that's a pretty big impact. Then we have Sammy Watkins, who you know we've discussed already quite a bit today and actually talked about what kind of impact he could have. And it could be significant, especially with the way that the wide receiver room is looking right now. Uh, of course, the draft still has to happen, and it could still be a late free you know june post June first cut from another team that they bring in. so we'll we'll have to wait and see on the final composition of the uh, wide receiver room. And then we have Keyshawn Nixon, who's strictly going to be a backup cornerback and a special teams ace. Again, somebody that Bisaccio won. So if you're looking at who's going to have the biggest impact, well, from a positional standpoint, right right away, you're, you're probably going to say Sammy Watkins, right? But Nope. Nope. I have totally a different option. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> That's the, that's what I think most people would say. Um, it's not what I would say either. I actually think that O'Donnell might have a bigger impact on this team because of the holding and because of the ability to punt in cold weather. And I think that's kind of like an underdog pick, but that's who I'm going with. No, I what think do I you guys think? I have to agree with you, Al. I was going to go with O'Donnell because look at how many kicks were missed. And a lot of them came down to a botched hold. Yeah. How many games could the Packers have won had those field goals been successful? You or, correct or one that. more easily, put it that one way. One more. Because they, they did win 14 games. Yes. But you, you factor that in. And a lot of our special team ales go away. You, you have a okay. kicker that can kick in. in well, no, you know, you're going to have a, you know, you have the blocking and and. and and the gunner issues. But if you can have a consistent punter that can also consistently hold the ball and get Mason Crosby back on course, he's worth his weight in gold, honestly. Okay, so that's two votes for the punter. Interesting. CD? Um, I'm going to go with Jaron Reed. Okay. I think is going to be – I think there's room there because, yeah, you get Kenny Clark uh, there, but, you know, he does need someone. This is a veteran presence – this is a former second-round draft pick. He's a guy who has worked on an incentive-based program before. He's had some personal issues in the past, you know, conduct detrimental to the team when he was with the Seahawks. But I don't know. I, I guess I just see him walking in and possibly having the same impact as, like, a Devondre Campbell. You know, guy who was a little under the radar someone else, but somewhere else. But get him on a team. Get him in a system. Get him with a, a, a defensive corner that knows how to use him. And... 
I, I think he's going to have a solid season. Remember, it's so important for those defensive linemen in a in a three four um, defense. They've really got to hold that ground. They got to hold that position and let those edge rushers, you know, do some damage. If he can do that, if he can really be that stout guy, sort of defensive, uh, you know, mid tackle. You know, if he can do that and really complement and allow Kenny Clark to do more, that's massive. The more you can free up Kenny Clark <laughs> to, you know, not have to take double teams every time because now they got to pay attention to the guy next to him. To me, that's huge. And once you open up Kenny Clark, that opens up the guys behind him, and now that defense is able to be a lot more consistent. So I think he's going to do. I, I'm. <laughs> let's just say I'm hoping he's going to do great. Okay, and you make a good argument. That is a very good argument. Well, thank you. We disagree, but it's a good argument. <laughs> well, was, let, me, no. let me tell you, I'm not arguing to you either. I said, I'm really hoping Pat O'Donnell does well. I'm really hoping Dan <laughs> Watkins does well. But right, uh, I, I know. I'm, hoping, I'm hoping Reed really has a huge impact defensively, you know, really on this. Whereas Sammy Watkins, I think, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers is going to pick a favorite because he always does. And if that favorite is not Sammy Watkins, then... You know, he'll be the next. He gets most like hit. three or four. He gets like three or four catches. Then. Exactly. So, so either way, you would call this one a win or a loss. I call it a win. Yeah, four new players that'll have some impact on the team. Hopefully, positive. We'll give it a win. We'll go yeah. all win tonight. It was four wins tonight. When was the last yeah. time that's happened? Uh, not during the season, anyway. You can tell it's the off season, guys, because this <laughs> exactly. is our off season Super Bowl, right? It's here. all hope. It's all <laughs> optimism and hope at this point. And all the topics are low hanging at this point. Yeah. Until next week, when we actually have to pick players. Yeah. Do your homework. <laughs> all he right. Has no faith in us. He has no faith in us to do oh, this, does he? And I'm going easy on you. Only the first two rounds. No, yeah. we have to go all seven rounds. Oh my god. No, I oh said only god. the first. Only the first two, I said. Oh, Notice I he never asks us to write on the draft guide. <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> well, he stopped asking me because I didn't turn it in until three days before it was due. So, <laughs> and turned it in two thousand words over. <laughs> two thousand exactly. I pretty much no, the, the, the worst. It was four thousand over. Oh, I'm Thank sorry, you. four thousand over. Okay. The last time I had to write about the draft, you stuck. You stuck me with Jason Spriggs. I'm like, how do I put guild this? Uh, that's why he failed. Uh, me? You're the no, reason. No, it's like, how do I put lipstick on this kind of ugly pig? Because this is not going to end. Well. Yeah, I'm just glad I didn't have to write that. Cause I, I had to write, so yeah. thanks a lot. I took one for them. Because he was one player I didn't want them to take. And, in and, the that, I, and it's like, oh, God, I have to make him sound good. <sighs> right, right. Anyway. All right. All right. Let's wrap this up in a boat, Kelly. All right. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Cheesehead Radio. It's the 13th season. Lucky 13. Make sure to head over to PackersTalk.com where you can listen to several unique Packers podcasts. Please follow at PackersTalkNet on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers Talk podcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the pod, show us some love and leave us a review. You can also find us on Siri, Alexa, or Google just by saying, play Packers Talk Podcast. That's a wrap. We're heading into draft week. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. We'll see you for the draft next week. Woo!
Well, so then it leaves Malik Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a very good contribution. That was, Thank that you. That was I'm so glad. Yeah, that's like my stupid kid, baby. Yeah. Lose my train. We can just end the show right there. Yeah. I swear to God, I had the thing. I had the, I, 